You are listening to If It Has a Score, a podcast about movies, TV, sports, and more. Now, here are your hosts, Devin Lang and Wes Skim. Alrighty, hello and welcome back to If It Has a Score. Happy April 26th. Well into spring now, and it actually snowed up here the other day. I was going to say, it doesn't feel like spring. Yeah, it feels fake. (laughs) (laughs) It's fake news that it's spring. It feels that way for sure. Yeah, driving yesterday, it was snowing sideways. At times, it was frozen rain, essentially. I mean, bad day to be driving Chicago, but nonetheless... It stopped some point in the early night or late afternoon, and it was just, yeah, one of those things that in the morning you weren't sure what you were going to get. Snow, frozen, rain, a little bit of everything. So, not enjoyable, but better days ahead. Uh, We're going to roll right on into news this week. Uh, I guess I'll start because you went first last week. I think so, yeah. Um, I don't have a lot of news. I, I have some small stuff. So, returning back to the Baldwin case with Rust, the charges have officially been dismissed. Uh, uh, Alec Baldwin's charge has been dismissed because they're citing new evidence. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, that's a little update on that. Um, another bit, this kind of delves into your territory a little bit. Okay. I don't know if you're talking about this, but Ryan Reynolds and uh, Rob McElhaney, they own the Wrexham um, soccer team, right? The Wrexham football team. And their team has officially been promoted to fourth tier, which means they're pretty good. Yeah. Right? Right? moving on. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they finally got that distinction. The team's doing really well. Um, and yeah, that's about all that I know. They purchased the the team, I believe, a year or two ago for a good amount of money. Good investment, in my opinion, if trust me. That'd be if I became rich, that'd be the number one thing I'd want to do is become involved with a sports team. So good on them. Say that that's a great choice. But yeah, it's it's also good to hear that things are going well for their investment and for their team. So right. nice. So good for them. Good for them. And uh, last bit of news for me, uh, we have another big event in the entertainment industry coming up, and that's the Met Gala. Um, it's coming up on the 1st of May. For those of you who don't know what the Met Gala is, it's like fashion's biggest night, and it's hosted um, every single year, and it's just like a big night in fashion. And anyone who's anyone's there, like you see all sorts of celebrities, big celebrities, uh, and usually they're wearing like these really awesome like costumes and stuff following a theme. This year's theme is Carl Lagerfeld, A Line of Beauty, which is uh, celebrating the full work and life of Carl Lagerfeld. Uh, so as long as like your outfit fits that, then mm-hmm. you fit the theme. Uh, so we'll see what that means. Because <laughs> honestly, I don't really know who that is. But they're doing... Uh... <laughs> I was thinking you would know, okay? I have... <laughs> no idea. I'm assuming somebody in fashion, which is not either of our expertise, as you all know that are listening. But nonetheless, you just told me what this event's all about. I've seen it the past few years. 
I know, quote unquote, what it's about, but I really, at the same time, I don't yeah. understand. It's basically <laughs> just a big charity event. Yeah, so that fun, part's good. Fundraise uh, for the Metropolitan Museum of Art, mm-hmm. their Costume Institute, right? Which is like pretty a pretty big institute. Like they make so much money on this stuff every year, so uh, they've got millions and millions of dollars. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's good that they. Get all those people together in order for that cause, because, like you said, the results are, I'm sure, great for what they're able to raise. But and then some of the outfits are pretty expensive too, right? I would assume. Oh yeah, millions of dollars as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and that's all for my news. I not not too much to talk about. We'll have more next time because again we're changing up the format, so yes. instead it'll be like a couple weeks worth of news. Yep. Versus every single week trying to come up with the the few things that are important yeah maybe with the gap in time you could cover some box office stuff like just what what's coming out that week or upcoming week and what was popular the previous weeks i don't know something for the people right but i'll start mine i'll do something that i'll be crossing into your territory since you decided to cross into my territory you do it to me all the time I don't know if you saw this or not. Uh, just quick headline, then then you can all look up the picture and stuff. It's pretty funny from a funny guy fitting for this month. So Will Ferrell paints his face black and white to support LA Kings at Stanley Cup playoffs. I'm not sure if you saw this. To me, he just looks like a checkered flag. He really does, yeah. <laughs> it looks like he's cheering for the referees more so right. than like a team. Um, but I just I saw a picture of that yesterday. Thought that that was interesting cool funny from a funny guy so sports related in a way so on to real news <laughs> so <laughs> well that's i didn't really have that prepared so i just i saw it and figured talk about it since you want to talk about my you know you stole my news so oh yeah mm-hmm. i was definitely going to talk about that but uh yeah so the nfl draft is this week the 27th through the 29th so this is when college players are drafted onto one of the 32 teams. There are seven rounds, and there's extra picks at the end of the rounds. And there's still an opportunity for players that do not get drafted to sign with the NFL teams as undrafted free agents. So big moment for these young men that are looking to break into the NFL and get a shot with one of the 32 teams. So... Great week for them, their their families, and to see all of their hard work pay off. So Yeah, good for them. Yeah, yeah, great week. <laughs> I know that they also have some people come in, like fans of the teams or others, that'll announce some of the picks. But two weeks from now, I'll have a recap of everything, you know, some, some players, where they went, and then who announced some picks, all of it. So we'll have a recap uh, once everything transpires. And then some NBA news. Got a lot for this, so bear with me here. And I'll ask for your opinion on stuff, even though All you right, haven't. I'll do my best to give it. <laughs> you haven't seen it, but I'll I'll do my best to try to describe it. So <clears throat> instead of covering each game or each series individually, I'll cover more widespread news. So Golden State Warriors Draymond Green was ejected from a game earlier this week. And then suspended for the next game after getting his feet tangled up 
in Demonte Sabonis' arms, but then he stepped on his chest in order to get out. So, yeah, you can pull up the video if you haven't seen it already, but there's a lot of people that are defending Green in this instance and saying that Sabonis started it, which that's not, not true, but I definitely think that Green escalated it. So, again... Sabonis, he, he fell to the ground, another player knocked him down, and then while he's on the ground, he saw an opportunity to basically wrap his arms around somebody's leg, which they could have tripped, fell, maybe they could have hurt themselves, so that that's right, that that's not like a good... That wouldn't be allowed. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely something he started, it was a fallible offense, although it uh, was not called on him, that's because just how fast the game was moving. The way that Green reacted was he, he kind of, you know, he, he's trying to gain his footing and then he pretty much he, he uses his one foot to step on Sabonis' chest, Draymond Green does, and kind of then uses it as a launching pad almost to then jump up and then get his footing out of Sabonis' grasp or whatever. So does like a stomp, now has that momentum, and then leaps up and... Now gets out of that. But yeah, they, they call the foul on Draymond Green. They eject him from the game and then they suspend him from the following game. So what do you think? That doesn't really sound fair. <laughs> I think I actually saw this clip when I was okay. working out the other day. I figured. And it looked like from the clip, like he just did that out of no like out of nowhere. Like he just stomped on this dude's chest for no reason. Right. But like hearing the the explanation, like if if this dude was actually like trying to wrap his arms around this dude's legs, like that just sounds like it's a fallible offense, too. Yes. Yeah, because think about if it did not escalate to that or if Draymond Green was not successful in trying to get out of the grasp, he could have tripped and fell at an awkward angle, maybe could have hurt his ankle or something along those lines. To be fair, he did injure, at the time, Sabonis's chest, although there were no severe lung or rib injuries um they saw that through the x-rays but it is just like you said somebody started it and then the person that ended it is the person that got all of all of the negative results when somebody got away scot-free for starting something it, it did get chippy and somebody escalated it to a higher level that is no doubt but like you said Somebody did start it and then kind of got off outside of, you know, being hurt and needing x-rays, got off kind of scot-free in this instance. Mm-hmm. So people are definitely divided on this. Seems like you're divided too, huh? <laughs> I mean, yeah, because if, eh. if he started it, he should get flagged as well. He should get a penalty too. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't think the reaction was at the same level as the – the first altercation, but like right. I think both should be punished. Yeah, definitely. Like you said, you probably saw the video without the context of knowing his legs were wrapped up. You probably just saw the stomp. I mean, you can look up the video and you can hear in the certain ones, not all, but you can hear the play-by-play and the analyst already in that moment being like, well, hold on, you know, they're going to call Draymond for a foul, but Sabonis you know pay attention to what he's doing here and they do the replay and they talk about what he you know kind of like how this all escalated and stuff again not the best reaction and i don't know if you remember this but 
Draymond Green is the one that punched his teammate in the face in yeah. training camp. <laughs> um, you can pull up videos on this guy. He's kicked men in the groin while playing. Yeah, it sounds like he's, he's knocked a people over. Guy. We've talked about him in detail on the show, so it's just one of those things that when, you know when he's playing within the rules and he has this much energy and he's fired up. And again, playing within the rules, like it's it's a huge benefit. But when he plays outside of the rules because he, he's kind of boiling over about something, that's when it's it's like it, it's a situation where you take the good with the bad, just because how he plays on defense or how he goes about getting reboards. You know all about this. <laughs> um, just uh, the the energy's great, like it's unmatched. But now that energy can also go to penalties and fouls and um suspensions like it has in the past and other things so right you take the good with the bad and then moving on we have more rule breaking so another game philadelphia 76ers joel Embiid received a flagrant one foul after kicking brooklyn nets nick claxton in the groin area but he was not ejected from the game but later in the game, 76ers James Harden was ejected for elbowing Nets Royce O'Neal in the groin area. So people are speculating that they ejected Harden in order to make up for the fact that they did not eject Embiid because Embiid's was a lot worse. So pretty much I'll, I'll describe these two. And then, again, ask for your opinion. So, Embiid was knocked down. And then um, Nick Claxton had finished a dunk. And he stepped over him, kind of celebrating, like, on on this play, I had your number, I did better than you. So, kind of while he's in that motion or by him, Embiid's on the ground, and he kicks his legs up, and he kicks him, like I said, in the groin area. Oh, God. So, this was not while playing this was after a play and this is how he reacted and there's kind of really no way to justify like it didn't look like he was also trying to get his back up off the ground or anything this was just something he was on the ground and he flailed his legs up and hit the another player in the groin area not not so great but flagrant one foul was not ejected from the game okay now like i said so james harden he's dribbling the ball Somebody is playing defense on him. And while he's handling the ball, he's got in his two hands, he kind of makes an advancement forward. You're allowed to, you know, make some steps forward even if you're not dribbling and make some basketball moves. He swings his arm like this, hits the defender in the groin area. Again, not great. Could seem like it was intentional because, again, it was a chippy game between the two. However, this was while in the motion, so accidents do happen. Mm-hmm. So I guess just if you had to pick between the two, which do you think is worse? Like if you had the knowledge you had now which and you had to eject one from the game, which would you eject from the game? The one that was on the ground and kicked someone or the one that was in the middle of playing, he had a defender on him and elbowed someone? Which would you choose? Um, <laughs> I mean, the elbow seems like a natural reaction. I know it's not allowed, but like, mm-hmm. 
That just seems like, you know, like a just instinct, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like just happens. Now if it was on purpose, that's a little different. If it's just like bam, you know. Mm-hmm. But if it was like a oh boom, oops. Yeah. You know. But like the, on the ground thing too, that also sounds like an accident. You think? So I, I really don't know. Both sound ah. like they could very well be accidents. <laughs> okay. All right. I Jim. wasn't there. I wasn't in their head. <laughs> I know I've kicked someone on accident before. On accident, right? Right. I just if I had to choose between the two. I would say Embiid's was more egregious, and Harden's seems more accidental. Again, like in real time, and when you're not watching things slow down, and like you said, context also matters too. But it to me just seemed like they they felt as though they made a mistake and they didn't get a good reaction for not ejecting Embiid. So then they, to make up for it, they ejected Harden instead. That's Embiid's their best player. MVP of the NBA, people are saying, and then James Harden is their second best player. So it's not like they chose to not a, uh, eject the the best player and then somebody off the bench. They just ejected them because they they ejected the second best player. So it kind of seemed like an opportunity that to make up for a call. But I don't know. Like I said, Seventy um, Sixers ended up winning the game. So. The, the context is, I guess, the moment has passed, I guess. So um, one, one other thing from that game. So we, we've been talking about him. Next, Nick Claxton. We, yeah, we mentioned him. So he was ejected from the game after receiving two technical fouls. So like I was saying, that foul that Harden had could have been a less. It could have been a flagrant one, like how Embiid's was. Essentially... If you want my opinion, I think the, those calls should have been flipped. Give the flagrant one to Harden, and then give the ejection to Embiid. Hmm. Now, that may have changed the outcome of the game. However, I still think that the 76ers will win this series. So, that's what I got. Yeah, sometimes you got to lose some to win some. <laughs> that's what I got with um, this news, and I think that that's a good transition we were talking about people getting chippy, and we're talking about people kicking, and we're talking about people throwing elbows. Yeah. I think that'll be a smooth transition into... Throwing hands. Throwing hands, but not before we talk about throwing out deals yeah. for our listeners. So many deals. Such so great deals. We got a good one for you folks. So you could save $20 on ticket purchases, and we're talking so many different kinds of tickets, sporting events, comedy events since it is april Fool's still theater anything that your little heart desires even so, concerts concerts all absolutely. good stuff anytime uh, you need a seat you got to find it through seat geek absolutely save yourself twenty dollars if you use code if it has a score as a concert yesterday had a great time so now at this in between stage where it is spring but it doesn't really feel like spring now is not a bad time to find something to do indoors. Right. Stay warm. Mm-hmm. So, yep, use that code if it has a score. Save yourself $20 on many, many different events. All right. We're moving on now to Fantasy Fight Night. 
Uh, so that is our newest end of the month segment mm-hmm. where we pit some celebrities up against each other and we see how they fare thinking of you know their experience as playing certain characters and how um, they might bring those skills into the ring. Yes, definitely. So we're going to, like like he said, think of roles that they've been in. And for this time around, say that they have a power-up, per se, or a secret weapon. So we're kind of, we're still working, workshopping it, but as of right now, we selected five actors, actresses. For this month, we could do comedians. Uh, maybe in the future, we could also do writers directors i mean all that stuff could be on the table and right. then anyone in the industry like you know secret weapons power-ups however we want to phrase that but you'll see a little glimpse of that once we get into it so we're doing the same five as we've done in the past for this time around yeah we're doing uh, an mma style this time mm-hmm. so we're going to start with our heavyweight round right are we starting with that are we starting with strawweight Let's do women's strawweight, women's featherweight, men's lightweight, men's middleweight, men's heavyweight. So kind of... Okay. Swap it around. Okay. Yeah. So we're starting with strawweight this time around. Yep. So is straw lighter than feather? Yes. Okay. Yes. Gotcha. I know. The the names are kind of deceiving, right? I feel like they're pretty similar in weight. I think we've gone over them. If I held a piece of straw and a a feather at the same time, I feel like I still would feel the same thing. No, tell me about it. Yeah, I think we've gone over the weights before. There's flyweight. I think there's bantamweight, and I forget exactly which one and where it ranks and all. But, yeah, (laughs) it's pretty much the, the straw is determined to be heavier than the feather in terms of this <laughs> this weight classes right. but i know what you mean of yeah blindfold me put two in my hand i don't know which would be which yeah well anyway we just we do our best we don't yep. really like look into the weight aspect of it we just nope. see the category we just kind of guesstimate it's so. just rankings pretty right. much yep. exactly exactly so we're going to start with the straw weight yep. um you want me to throw mine out there first yeah yeah I'm throwing into the ring, and I think that this is an excellent choice. Uh, Miss Piggy is going to be my fighter for this round. Yeah, Miss Piggy. Okay. Miss Piggy is a celebrity. Miss Piggy plays roles. I'm just thinking because I want to say I've picked her in the past. Yeah, I think for so. this segment. You might believe have. it or not. So you might have. I d- I'm I'm just I'm trying to think here. It's it's not like I don't think it's a good choice i think it's a great choice i'm trying to i believe i believe she's one and oh in fantasy yeah, fight night I'm, I'm like won. i'm trying to think Pretty back sure she won. <laughs> <laughs> so we have somebody familiar with this with she's this format yeah another another round in the ring that's that reigning is awesome. champ miss piggy that's awesome so very i mean a chippy person we were just talking about people who are chippy um i'll let you take it away what like power up or secret weapon are are they going to have well i mean her main power up is you see it in plenty of the muppets mm-hmm. movies she is like is going. <laughs> she's got them them you know like fast reflexes fighter uh-huh. skills you know so she's fighting. karate chopping people so just fighting in general right yeah yeah but fighting like skills. martial arts type fight okay martial arts it's a very fighting. like 
condensed fighting versus just like being able to throw punches and fighting. She chops a dude's neck and knocks him straight out, you know? Right, right, right. I Yeah, totally agree. Just overall, fighting is a skill. And then if you want to break it down, yeah, mar- martial arts being the more exact, more like defined fighting skill that she has. Yeah, like you said, chops and then um just tenacity in my opinion like those those are some fast quick twitch strikes coming your way exactly. from Miss Piggy so yeah i i picked her in the past and i think that that is a good choice so let's see about this matchup we got so yeah, what you got so for women's straw weight i have somebody who i'll get into it later i think they also have some great fighting ability so Courtney Cox, so maybe thinking from Friends. However, I'm thinking of it in terms of the Scream movies. Now those are satires and dark comedies, so I'm hoping you'll allow that because yeah. not much fighting going on in Friends or like other roles <laughs> I can't really think of, but in terms of the later movies, like I actually just saw the most recent one, so she's the news reporter on that, but she gets involved in this storyline of like there's multiple screams because obviously they're on movie six now. So and and she's still like a, a recurring character, the the news reporter. So she's involved. She's a target. So anybody that is a target, I'm sure you see the chase scenes like just coming after them and they're trying to fight them off and then they're trying to run away and this and the other so they get in some situations where you know he's he's got a knife and she she's just got her fists or whatever or maybe she has some other weapons or something but she's able to like fight this person that's coming after her and right. if i had to choose and rather than just saying like fighting skills i would say defense is the the defined fighting skill or power up I would choose because I mean you do go on the offense when you see an opportunity but mostly you have somebody coming after you so you're on the defense so somebody's trying to strike at you you dodge out of the way or someone's trying to advance at you and you run away or something so there's points to be had there for playing good defense in MMA style fighting like there's it's not all about knockouts and making somebody uh you know choking somebody out and making them tap out there's definitely points to be had in the technical skills so i i choose somebody who i think will have good defensive skills and i think for your fighter who's on the offensive that's kind of that's that's a interesting matchup right i mean it would definitely avoid a knockout that's for sure right right we would avoid a knockout but the thing is, is like for my fighter, there's there's not weapons in the ring, so she's right. not gonna be able to like grab a phone and hit Miss Piggy over the head with right. it, or grab exactly. a frying pan, or um, you know any but, other sort of weapons. Right, right. No, no guns, knives. Any. Right. So Miss Piggy's more on the offense. Your character's more on the defense. Yes. There wouldn't be a knockout for sure. Right, right. I don't think. But if we're looking at significant strikes, which is what it breaks down to for yeah. MMA mm-hmm. I don't know if a defensive strategy is going to get you enough significant hits to to overtake the 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 win there yeah I mean I'm not going to like try to overcompensate and say oh you know she, she got 
like great striking ability as well. Like I'm, I'm not saying like she definitely will be able to strike. Like when there's an opportunity there, she will take that opportunity and she will advance and try to strike. However, like I said, that's not the number one goal. That's not like the number one thing I've seen based in like the the films that I've seen, the action I've seen. So yeah, it's like she's not going to get zero points in that category, but Miss Piggy will definitely get more. Right. Definitely. Right. By a pretty high margin. So, so it'll, it'll probably go to like third round. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll definitely go to the end. It'll it'll stay the whole time limit. But yeah, yeah. When it goes to decision, I think we're both thinking Miss Piggy's going to end up taking that. Slight edge, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So um, definitely, like you said, not going to be a knockout. Uh, Corny Cox definitely going to keep fighting, but it's just going to be too much for her to take on and with Miss Piggy. Yeah. Yeah, Miss Piggy definitely is too much, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, that's our first uh, decision right there. So by yeah. decision, we got Miss Piggy. All right. All right. Well, next one, featherweight. Yep. Featherweight. You want me to now announce mine yeah, and you then do you do yours, yours first? All right. Time. All right, we'll kind of bounce around like that, similar to snake so women's featherweight so I, I don't feel as good about this one i'm just gonna throw that out there but i do have a i do have an angle i do have a way to talk it up it's kind of similar to my last one i suppose um but i'm choosing mindy kaling so aka kelly kapoor from the office a couple other shows that she's written for uh or been in or both right uh, mindy project but i just know more about this character this role so the power up that I'm going with, and again, I just I don't feel that great about this one. I'm going with Stamina. So Stamina, yeah. From the office, we see her fighting with her boyfriend on and off again, Ryan, and she just she has the energy to constantly fight with him at, at work, outside of work, on a vacation. They break up, they make up, they're fighting. In front of everybody, they're it making is, it awkward. Like that's the, something that would normally exhaust <laughs> someone. But yes, she she's able to hold it up. She's yeah, able to constantly have that fury in her. <laughs> Absolutely, like the 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 candles always lit. You could say like the passion's always there. Right. So I could see. So I, I don't know who the opponent is going to be, but it's not going to scare her for one, and she's not going to give up for two. So that's what I'm going with. Okay. Okay. Um, my character, I'm going with Allison Bree. Um, she's famous for playing Annie in Community. She's been in a couple other movies. She also voices Unikitty in the Lego Movie. Uh, so you know, she's 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 really good uh, at at those types of roles. Mm-hmm. And the thing about those roles, and this is where her superpower comes in, okay, is it's a very like innocent seeming character, like a very mm-hmm. sweet face. But behind that sweet face is just a fury okay. that brings out like like if she gets angry, she gets angry and she <laughs> goes for it. Okay. There's quite a few times where there's like cat fights or something in um, community where she goes after them. We saw it in the Lego movie with Unikitty <laughs> that all of a sudden she turns into this furious cat, just like going after everything <laughs> and eating things, and it's insane. So I feel like that's where it's going to come in. Like in the ring, she's going to have like the sweet face, mm-hmm. this deceitful sweetness that turns into the fury when okay. in, a cer- in, in certain situations. So kind of like that 
sleeper, don't expect it person to just come out the gate and come out, you know, red hot, come out right. like firing away and right. you don't expect it. So kind of two polar opposites in a sense, because like I said, for my character, uh, for my um, actor, that they're not afraid to <laughs> let on the fact that they're upset about something and that they're fighting with somebody like they're not afraid to show this they're not reserved in that regard whereas you're saying this person is reserved in that regard yeah and it's kind of like certain place certain time or if there's a straw that breaks the camel's back then you'll see that aspect so it's kind of interesting that like one has it tucked away and then one has it in the forefront right so so i i think the main thing that we know is that the first strike is going to be from from mindy Mindy. yep Mm -hmm. mindy's going to hit the first strike absolutely but how many strikes is it going to take before allison just goes in that's that's what i'm wondering however the thing is is like i think mindy will she'll start it and then she'll also want to be the one to finish it. Now, also, so will your character as well. Right. It's kind of like a battle of who can get more angry and who can get more mad, pretty much. Oh, but, it's it's going to be a pretty even matchup, I think, through all three. Yeah. Through all three. But I think what's what might give your character the edge is the mm-hmm. fact that they're the one that starts it. They're starting it, and they're so they, not going to stop couple, until right. that last bell. Well, I, my character won't stop either. Like, Allison won't, right. won't stop either. Right. But because your character gets a few hits in first, mm-hmm. I think that's what gives you a bit of an edge. So I think we can both agree that it will come down to decision. And if they're, again, doing the point system, I'm thinking kind of what you're saying is, I could be wrong, is like I may be able to accure more points just because just I, I started, yeah, yeah right, very right. slightly, very slightly. Like she'll so. start it. And I don't know if like it might reset each round, where like Allison's able to like calm down, and then at the start mm. of the first round, like you get another couple hits in, and then yeah. she like freaks out. Uh, so I think that'll like even it out a few times, but like yeah, overall, I think Mindy's gonna get a slight <laughs> edge because she's the one that starts it. All right, another great fight to start it off. Another one that goes all of the rounds and ends with decision. So, Miss Piggy in the first fight, and then Mindy Kaling in the second fight, as of right yeah. now, right? All yeah. right, so moving onward, now we have the men's lightweight. I will let you go first. Uh, so, for men's lightweight. I wasn't quite sure who to pick. It took me a bit to, to land on one. But I think I'm going to go with Eddie Murphy. Nice. Eddie Murphy, you know, super funny guy. Yeah. And a lot of his characters end up being the type that just, like, just go on. They don't, like, stop talking. You yeah, know? And yeah. That's, like, where a lot of his... So that's why he was in that movie where it's like, you only have this many words left to say. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> and so, like, I think... That a lot of his um, his ability in this is going to be like the trash talking aspect is that yes. he might amp up his opponent, yes. be able to get into their head, uh, yeah. and distract them in that way. So his 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 superpower, I guess, is like being annoying, distracting. Not saying that he himself is annoying, but he'd be able to bring that out and be that sort of. That is, yeah, definitely 
an aspect of it that I don't think is talked about enough, the mental aspect of it, the fact of like, are you going to let your emotions get the best of you? Because I will say like, if you're trash talking someone and then you're still playing within the rules, you may get somebody so mad, you may get them to boil over like the athletes we were just talking about a little bit to where now they are breaking rules and now they are getting point deductions. Now there's like a stoppage, there's a break. So you both kind of get time to reset or something, but that gives your uh, uh, fighter an opportunity to like think of more things to say and be like, okay, they really don't like when I talk about this, I'm going to keep going there. And just, it's just, it's, it's definitely an advantage. I don't think it's talked about. So I do like that aspect of it. So I have somebody that can also be quick and witty. I'm picking a comedian as well and then i'll tell the the power up it's a different angle i'll, I'll let you <laughs> uh you can tell me your thoughts on this so okay i am choosing andrew schultz so he's been in some movies but i'm mostly thinking about it from a comedian standpoint uh kind of like you but my <laughs> my power up or secret weapon that i'm choosing is instead of joe rogan being an announcer for this event he's going to be andrew schultz's coach so oh, yeah really andrew schultz guest of the show before i think multiple times i don't know could be maybe not but yeah I, you definitely can see them picture together he's been on the show um and then obviously we know joe rogan former fighter uh former like trainer now he's the um, UFC uh, color analyst. So I think by having him as his coach, you could say like beforehand at the event, I'll kind of let you choose what's fair, what's not fair, but I'm choosing the power up for him to be having a coach in his corner for however long you decide. And then that that's what I got. I, I think somebody being able to, coach him up on like all of the rules and like all of the, the the vantage points like think okay you're good at this and he's not as great as this so this is your opportunity this is his weakness what are your thoughts um i mean i've never heard of this guy before so I, i'm doing some research just to really like understand who he is yeah he also did trash talk Kyrie irving nba athlete he said he would beat him up so we know that, especially with celebrity boxing being something <laughs> that we're talking about and that is actually something that's facilitated. So he has trash talked an NBA player. I uh, don't really know much more about that. And then, yeah, he hangs out with somebody who is highly touted in the fighting community. Right. So, true. True. Oh. Um, hmm. Yeah. If he's his coach. Then he he's got to get like some some pretty good feedback from that. Yeah. Um, hmm. Now don't forget. It's a rough, yeah, right rough choice. I do want to say, so far we've had one that we've let the listeners decide. I'm not necessarily saying it has to be this one, but I think we usually do save one for decision. So we probably could. <laughs> Cause I'm not quite sure either. Yeah, because they <laughs> Cause, both kind of they have the similar skill set here. They yeah. both have the same approach. I think would be like the trash talking aspect to see how angry they can get the other one. 
Absolutely. I don't think I've really heard of Eddie Murphy getting too angry. Right. I think he has, but like not not to the the point where he's getting like overwhelmed with his anger. In certain roles, like the the one I watched most recently, we were talking about it on this show. Um the one that Jonah Hill wrote right, and was you in people. You People, yeah. So obviously being a father figure that is trying to be strict and what else do you say? Like standoffish in that right. regard. The type of so, father figure that like intimidating. You're, you're, right. Your yeah. son like your your daughter gets asked to prom and you stand there with a shotgun yes. in the back of the phone. That is a hundred percent the vibe he was yeah, <laughs> he like was a, given a toxic masculinity <laughs> sort of trade. That right. was a hundred percent it, which that is again, you know, we're kinda varying characters here but that's something we're allowed to do that that's intimidating it is you you it's feel a, like you're at a disadvantage there yeah kind of so, bad <laughs> so i think him being so older he, and wiser right the intimidation and, now yeah is, can also be thrown in yeah as older wiser that's that's more intimidating because it's i i feel like the right. more just more things about him will be refined but then in ter- in terms of like the mental and also like in that regard maybe uh some defense because it's kind of like maybe he's like been there done that um but then yeah with m- some of the mental and some of the physical andrew schultz has a coach so th- in terms of like the fighting and the skills involved that can be more defined but your coach isn't in the ring with you. Right. They can't make you do something. They can try to coach you and try to train you. Right. They can't make you do something. They can't make you execute it. So plus, yeah, it's this tough. guy he he seems newer. Like he's young. Yeah, he's, yes. uh, he's much newer to the scene. So I, I I see him as more of one of those like yes, he can run his mouth and trash talk. Yeah, but one of those like rookie kind of trash talking where it's like kind of he he eats his own words in the end. You know what I'm saying? Like right. he. He'll say all this stuff, and then he just gets decked in the face. <laughs> yes. That's it, you know? <laughs> yes. Yes, absolutely. So that's that's why I'm kind of thinking, like, Eddie Murphy has been there, done that. Like, he's been in situations where he's trash-talked. It has escalated. Right. And now he knows how to handle that. And then Andrew Schultz, like you said, kind of newer and less life experience. So in a trash-talking situation, it escalates what are you going to do and how are you going to handle that? Right. Now, so you do think, have a coach, but how far is that going to get you? I think the main thing we got to figure out is whether this will go to the decision or whether someone's getting knocked out. Hmm. I, don't, I think in the trash-talking sort of sense, yeah. that usually ends in a knockout. <laughs> it could. It could. Um, I mean, again, the life experience is like maybe... I don't know that much about the roles, but it's like if you've been knocked out or if you've knocked somebody out because something has escalated, you you now know how it's done. And then again, also, if you have a coach that's telling you, like, here are some points that if, if you hit somebody, let's just say in the chin or wherever, it's like they're going to they're going to button you know, hit that button and they're going to buckle and they're they're going to they're going to collapse. So it's kind of like you have the the points of attack and then you also have like the 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 knowledge of knowing like maybe i'll get hit here 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 or i can hit someone here here so it's like 
I guess <laughs> book smarts versus street smarts, pretty right, much. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, not essentially like actual, you know, street and actual book, but it's just like the the technical knowledge and then kind of like the um, the not so technical but still applicable knowledge. Yeah, I'm having a tough time with this one. I I think the whole experience aspect that you keep bringing up is mm-hmm. is our main approach here. So I'm thinking that if it's down to experience and it's down to having that level of experience where you're able to deal with this sort of thing mm-hmm. and not take it to heart, uh, I think that we're leaning towards Eddie Murphy. Maybe, maybe. I don't know. I got a pretty good coach. Got a pretty right, but the coach, coach isn't fighting. He's not. Yeah, he's not there. I know. You said that. I know. And I, Eddie Murphy don't need a coach. No. <laughs> um, yeah, it's one of those things. It's like your coach can tell you, like, hey, calm down, or hey, he's going to talk trash, but don't let it get to you or whatever. But, again, that's not who's in the ring. Uh, that's not who's in the cage. That's somebody that's just trying to coach you up as much as possible. So um, you were mentioning earlier, so do you think somebody gets knocked out? I think it would end up in a knockout in this situation. I think, feel like someone would get so fired up that it's just like a... Wow. But well, at the same time, like we're saying that Eddie Murphy wouldn't get that fired up. So it could go to decision in that aspect. A decision. A decision. All right. So for now, I'm fine with it. Yeah, being a decision with Eddie Murphy having the slight edge. Maybe we'll go back on this and ask for a second opinion however um we'll say as of now yeah that eddie murphy is going to come on top with the win and that win will be over andrew schultz so moving on now to the men's middleweight so wait um i'm going again now yep all right that's what i thought so I cannot help myself here. I'm I'm sorry in advance. So <laughs> I um am not that, you know, big on the award ceremonies and even like the movie aspects as well. Uh-huh. 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 Um so this to me got this got me to pay attention to an award ceremony or an event. I think you know what I'm talking about. Yes, got everybody it. to. So we get it. For the men's middleweight for this uh, celebrity fight for Fantasy Fight Night, I'm choosing Will Smith. And the power-up that I'm choosing is the slap heard around the world. Although that's not really acceptable. It's just the desire to come after somebody and to have that, like, that edge and that anger is just something to where it's it's kind of like the fight we were talking about before for the women's featherweight i think he's definitely going to be the one to throw the first punch and to be on the attack and to be on the offense the whole time right the whole time through so now depending upon whoever your fighter is will determine how this is going to go but yeah i'm choosing somebody that is going to be like aggressive and be on the offense all right. For their secret weapon, yeah. I'm choosing, I'm going with a, a posthumous performance here. We got Robin Williams entering the ring. Okay. Or the, the hexagon, the cage, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's heading on in. Yep. Um, as his superpower, 
He's just got a lot of energy, you know? Okay. Yeah. So much energy. Yeah. Motor mouth. Yeah, and it just kind of like sometimes comes out of nowhere. He could be super calm and then boom, energy. Kind of like Jack Black, like we were talking about earlier. Yeah. Conserving the energy and then when he needs it, bam, there it is. From one to ten. Yeah. Right. So what are your thoughts? Like when when is this level ten going to come out? Like I, I already said I think like my power up or my power will be that Will Smith is going to be on level 10 the whole time. Like maybe he heard something, some, some rumor about his wife and you know, he, he's, he's mad that day. He's, he's fired up. So when is Robin Williams going to get to level 10? Cause I think that's when we're really going to start to see some haymakers. We're really going to start to see some other like MMA moves you know, like, you know, some ground and pound stuff. So when when does he get to level 10? I don't know that he will get to level 10. Oh. I, I don't think he's the type of guy to explode like that unless he really has to. Okay. Uh, so I feel like he might be playing at like a 7 or an 8 the whole time. But mm. that's more manageable. Right, if, right. If Will Smith's coming in with that level 10, we've talked about this before on Fantasy Fight Night, mm-hmm. that... Like having a short fuse like that can lead to distractions. Right. Can lead to repercussions. And we saw that with that slap. He got banned from that award show. Right, right. He got so much flack for it. <laughs> Chris Rock barely flinched at it. Like he got slapped and Chris Rock was still standing there. Just fine. Hey. So how much power was behind that slap? Hey, that was just the first one. He didn't throw another one. <laughs> hey. It's I don't think he needed to throw another one. Chris Rock was sitting there and he was fine. So <laughs> <laughs> he seemed rattled by it. He, he was all surprised. Yeah. No, he was concussed. He was not concussed. I know. He was, <laughs> he yeah. was able to stand there while the award was given the whole time and then he left the stage. Like he was fine. Clearly concussion But symptoms. like <laughs> he was stunned, yeah. So he's got the stun factor, but like I don't know. I just I don't know on this one. I'm not sure either. Because like I said, I really don't think Robin Williams would get to the 10 aspect unless he absolutely has to. Um, That just, to me, again, it it could go either way, but it's like someone's susceptible to a knockout. Because like you said, someone being on level 10 may get worn out, but then also if you put someone on level 7 or 8 against level 10... That level 10 may see an opportunity. It may make you, you know, may, may get you. And that, that, that could be curtains on this fight. So it, it could go really either way. It just really depends on opportunities. So. <laughs> <laughs> it could, yeah. Um, hmm. Hmm. It's a rough one. This one's a hard one. So I don't really know how many times I've seen Robin Williams be like, a fighter in a movie i'd have to look at his imdb page and then i'm sure will smith has been in some i know he was the father of the what the the williams. Williams. Yeah, yeah, yeah williams yeah yep so i'm trying to think of other sports movies he's been in it doesn't even have to be sports movies but he's played a lot of action movies action yes yeah, he's been in a lot i mean of he's movies. he's been a superhero before think about it uh, what was that superhero again? Hitchcock? Hitchcock. He's a superhero. 
And then he was also fighting off zombies, right? In, in that one movie. Yeah, I am Legend. I am Legend. Yeah, he was. He was. He's strong. That's for sure. Men in Black. I know less about that, but now as for yeah, Robin Williams, I don't really know that he he does a lot of action action stuff. You know, like there might be some action in his movie. You know, when he plays Mrs. Doubtfire, he fights off that robber. He's right, got some right. pretty massive hairy biceps. <laughs> <laughs> um, his genie's pretty powerful. <laughs> Yeah, he never really did uh He never really did much like action movies. It was all usually like comedy or dramas. I don't know. I I think somebody being able to be in action movies and be in superhero movies. He was Popeye. That's pretty strong. That's a fighter. That's true, but is he able to take spinach mid fight, mid round, in between rounds? Why not? <laughs> um, he was man with toothache in his first film <laughs> I'm just thinking that somebody so obviously that's, he could deal with pain <laughs> somebody that's been in some roles and then also brought it into the real world may have an edge just because it's like not only do they have the practice doing it on set now they have some real world application right <laughs> and like you said maybe that hit was not received well but that's feedback we were just talking about it with the eddie murphy fight and how like going through and seeing like how did this work how did this not work yeah kind of like having that feedback of like okay that slap on chris that didn't work the way that I have planned. Now, I'm not, to be honest, I'm, I'm not. Sh- I don't think he was trying to assault him, right. <laughs> like on I stage. That, <laughs> I think he I was think just... that Chris Rock would probably end up taking it because Robin Williams is not that much of a fighter. Fighter. Right. Right. Okay. Because so... Will Smith has like, no, he, he fights more. You know, he does more action. Do we think that we could maybe see? Oh, I was going to say our first knockout of the night. That That is not true. Do we think maybe we are going to see another knockout here? I don't know. I don't know about a knockout. Okay. I really think that it would be more like significant hits. Okay. Maybe Robin Williams <clears throat> would be like pretty beat up by the end. Okay. But I don't think that it, it would get to knockout point because Will Smith just, he didn't seem to get to that point. He wasn't, he, he, he'll hold back when he needs to. Right, right, right. So not at that time, but yeah, I think the way you broke it down earlier, you have somebody that's going to be at a steady seven or eight, and then you have somebody that's going to try to be on 10 the whole time, 10 being bigger than eight or seven. So that just means that if this goes to decision, we think that the person that is on that level of fury is going to get more points and get the decision correct right yeah all right so that looks like we got will smith winning over robin williams for the men's middleweight and then i'll let you do the honors of picking your men's heavyweight first so what do you got all right another big ball of energy another posthumous (laughs) performance here we're bringing in chris farley for my heavyweight. yeah 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 
That's going to be... We know Chris Farley. He's got lots of energy. Absolutely. And there's no holding him back. I have somebody kind of similar, I will say. Uh, I mean, like you can't deny like the yeah the the level of fame the level of recognize like recognizable for chris farley um just like there's quotes there there's scenes you know obviously stuff on snl it's just like it's iconic right you know what right. i mean and it's always like the super energetic character doing yes. wild stuff now because it is men's heavyweight obviously i'm gonna have somebody like similar build and then similar again like Eras are different. Everything's different, but yeah, um, choosing somebody with a bigger build. I'm going with Burt Kreischer. So he's a comedian. I'm not sure if you're that familiar with him. He's he's a bigger guy. Not afraid to take his shirt off <laughs> while on stage. Um, not so uh, worried about looks and stuff. Um, and then he has this bit. I'll get a little bit into it there, and they're actually making it into a movie so the power-up that i'm going with is that he is going to embody the machine so something that he was called and they're making a movie about it i'll get a little bit more into that but did you say your power-up for yours is it going to be energy high energy yeah i think uh, again it's like just like a surprising amount of energy right right so again yeah it's like i choose somebody that's high energy as well so let me go uh, read you the the plot of this film so this is for the machine this is coming out later this year in 2023 so again this is like burt kreischer he parties i'm just gonna say like he without giving too many details he parties so he's got a lot of energy as well and he has he has some crazy party stories. That's like most of his comedy is storytelling, and that he tells the quote unquote the machine. He does that story every time. Adds so many different elements to it because it's it's a long, it's a crazy story. Obviously, mm-hmm. they're making a movie about it. So the past comes back to haunt Burt Kreischer when a murderous mobster tries to kidnap him to atone for his crimes. So with the help from his estranged father, Burt must retrace his steps of his younger self as a sociopathic crime family goes to war so just imagine you find yourself in the middle of like some russian mobsters crime spree or whatever you want to call it like because of where you were and what you're doing you're you're partying you're out of you're um out of the country you're in russia and stuff i forget when this all took place um but you find yourself in some serious stuff in another country that you're (laughs) real really unfamiliar with that you're unfamiliar with how people do business here and stuff but nonetheless you're in that situation and you need to find a way out of it (laughs) yeah pretty much so uh again i i know less about it and stuff um but just reading on the plot is just like Finds himself in some crazy situations. Uh, finds himself like staying up late, going all night, being being high energy. So yeah, that's what I got. Let's hear more about yours. I mean, <laughs> you watch any movie with Chris Farley, and he just like explodes with that energy. Right. Whether right. it's a yelling fit, or there was one time I saw him make an entrance. I I believe the Jimmy Kimmel show 
where he like runs in, he picks up some dude from, well, he's high-fiving everyone, then he runs back out to the mm-hmm. audience, picks up some dude in the audience, brings him out back and throws him in the dumpster and then comes <laughs> back inside. Uh, so like, he's just able to do a surprising amount of action. Right, right, right. And it just like explodes out of him. Yeah, no, it's that's... like an unstoppable amount of energy. It just it's... explodes out of him. You don't see it coming. Yeah, you get thrown in a dumpster. And that's <laughs> it. So it's it's one of those things. Like if if you had to pit pit these two up against each other, you obviously like see that in most situations, like the the energy levels and the uh, the force levels is going to be with Chris Farley being able to overcome like let's um in terms of speed like moving <laughs> having like cat like reflexes that you don't expect right and just in terms like of barreling into someone yes in knocking ter- them on the ground yeah in terms of like the force like it, it it you don't see it coming so again yeah i know i know less about mine um so that's like not as big of an advantage for me obviously um yeah i just it's in times like these I, I find myself just like i could try to like pull like just keep pulling for my fighters but there's just times where it's like at, at the end of the day i know i think you, he's you brought knocked you brought down. forward a, <laughs> yeah, you brought better you brought forward a better fighter he's yeah getting knocked on his back Maybe round one, maybe round two. You know, maybe it'll last a little bit. B's getting knocked out. Yeah, I, I can't, I can't find myself uh, arguing against Chris Farley. He I just won't really know cannot. what hit him. I really can't. No, <laughs> seriously. So, uh, there's been times I found myself stumped before. You've brought forward like Deadpool and stuff in in the past. So, yeah, um, that is a good way to end the night a knockout victory for chris farley so i don't know about you but if we had to have one that we think is the closest that we would get some input from the listeners on what do you think about that eddie murphy and andrew schultz circling back to that i think that would probably be our closest one now that's probably our closest one that's like i don't know who would end up winning the other right. ones we were able to come up with some pretty good reasons, some yep. pretty good defenses. Yeah. That one, it's like we came up with defenses, but it still seemed like a pretty even match. I totally agree. And let's see. So we have your fighter for round one, mine for round two, undecided for three, and then mine for four, yours for five. So right now we're tied two and two. Not really sure what the prize is for this per se, but this would be a tiebreaker for the full of the fighters that we brought forward. Right. So there's two, a lot at two wins for each stake right here. Now. So if you listeners could uh, listen to this and determine who you think, based on their power-up, is going to come out on top and be the winner between a men's lightweight fight, Andrew Schultz, with the coaching from joe rogan and then he is versus eddie murphy with trash talking or yeah. like mental mental very edge much, yeah both of them it's very much yeah. like mental mental approaches here all right so that is the fight that we are divided on where we 
came up with Eddie Murphy, but we kind of are putting in a pin in that. So if you would all like to have the pendulum swing another way, vote that way. Or if you agree, Eddie Murphy, how it stands at the moment, vote that way. But we'd appreciate some input from you folks. So would appreciate that. And then that is going to wrap up this segment for this month. Until next time, right? Yeah, pretty good night of fights. Very, very fun time. I'm feeling feeling kind of low on energy now because <laughs> I've used so much of it defending these fighters. Devin, what should I do? I know exactly what you should do. You should drink yourself some midnight energy. That's right. Get yourself the blend. Put a scoop into the cup. Mix it up. Maybe even a midnight energy blender bottle. Mix it up and get yourself some clean energy. It'll also boost your hydration and your vitamins if you're also feeling low on those. So you can go to midnightenergy.com, actually, and if you use code SCORE, you can save 10%. How does that sound? Whoa, that sounds amazing. (laughs) I feel rejuvenated already. That's right, because we definitely have some, so we'll make sure we get you some because we are consumers of this product. We think it's awesome. We use it, and we stand by it. So use code SCORE on MidnightEnergyCo.com and save 10% on all purchases. All right, right. moving on to our very last segment here. Two truths, one lie. I'll go first. Go for it. I'm going to trick you this time, maybe. We'll see. Perhaps. We'll see. Um, So, I mean, my... (laughs) It doesn't really fit the theme this time. But, you know, oh. we're coming up almost May now. And May mm-hmm. is typically the end of the school year for a lot of schools. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my question is, which of these actors has a degree in theater or drama? Okay. Uh, you have Tom Hanks, Meryl Streep, or Michael J. Fox. Hmm. Now I'm choosing the one, right? Yep. So... Only one of these three actors has a degree in theater or drama and you know who each of them is right um list them again i believe i do yeah tom hanks right meryl streep Mm, not so much michael j fox so i know i i i know the two men i i mean i've heard the name uh meryl streep you said right yeah meryl streep she she was in mama mia okay yeah she's in the the newest season of uh only Murders in the Building, famous for Devil Wears Prada. Hmm. Some pretty big films. But, I mean, Tom Hanks in, it was in some pretty big ones, too. And Michael J. Fox, you know, he's been in quite a few. I'm hmm, just going to go. I just got to go with a gut reaction. I don't really even know why. It's the first you said, so it's kind of silly to just be like, yep, that's it. Because to me, they all sound like they could. So I'm just going with the first person you listed, Tom Hanks. Why not? Going with Tom Hanks? <laughs> yeah. To me, it sounds like they all could. But it's yeah. it's like I had that reaction like, yeah, Tom Hanks. Why not? I kind of thought it for all of them. But yeah, just go with my gut. Tom Hanks so- did a lot of theater stuff in college, and he actually had an internship that stretched for three years doing like stage management, lighting, mm-hmm. set design, everything. I don't like where this is but going. But he dropped out of college. <laughs> he did not finish his degree. So while oh, he had man. the experience, he didn't end up finishing it. Michael J. Fox, 
actually dropped out of high school and oh. went back to get his GED later. Okay. He does have a, an honorary doctorate. There we his go. His work uh, in the the medical field go um, because he, he, he raises awareness. Okay. You know? Yeah. Um, Very good. Yeah. Yeah. But you were saying specifically for theater education, correct? And did you say bachelor's I'm degree? I'm saying or? specifically for theater. But, yeah. yeah, Michael J. Fox has an honorary doctorate mm-hmm. uh, for his advocacy for a cure for Parkinson's, which mm-hmm. he's, he suffers from. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Meryl Streep has a degree. Uh, she earned her bachelor's in... Drum roll, please. Keep keep congratulations. Keep <laughs> so yeah, you are doing it for who, who received a, a bachelor's degree, and it is for some sort of theater education. So Meryl, Meryl Streep has a bachelor's in drama and costume design. There we go. And then she earned a master of fine arts from Yale. So that makes me one and three, unfortunately, because yep. that was the incorrect loser. Yes. <laughs> well, actually, I, one I'm time, still like zero and three. So yeah, so we could tie it here, and let's yeah, let's see how you do. So we are in the midst of the NHL playoffs. Great. So they started shortly before the NBA playoffs. Uh huh. You know, no crazy ejections or anything. So finding an opportunity to speak about the NHL right now. Outside of the Will Ferrell news. However, we're still in round one of the first seven game series. I want you to tell me which of these statements about overtime periods is not true. So, okay. got two truths and one lie for you. Okay. Pretty simple. Gotcha. So, gotcha. Two games went to double overtime, five games went to single overtime, and then one game went to triple overtime. So now there there are no shootouts in the playoffs, so it's just like if if it's still tied, nobody scored a goal, you just keep going, one overtime, two overtime, three overtime. So, what what of these do you think did not happen? Two games going into double overtime, five games going into overtime, and then one game going into triple overtime. It's a good question, Devin. Very, very good question. I think I'm going to say the triple overtime. You don't think any games have gone to triple overtime? Wait, like, is this ever or just this season? This season. This round. Yeah, round one. I'm going with triple. You're correct. Wow. Yeah, triple, I understand. It's unlikely. Yeah, I'm a genius. So I went with just one. So, yeah, five games have gone into single overtime and two have gone into double overtime. But none have gone into triple so we have ourselves a tie at one nice nice so i guess the uh the winner of the fantasy fight night thing once the audience votes will be the winner of april i am perfectly fine with that yep all right so make sure you place your vote on social media for who wins fantasy fight night that are around with uh andrew schultz andrew and schultz and eddie, eddie murphy. murphy yep Got to vote and see who you think wins, takes that home, and then whichever fighter ends up winning will win the month for yeah. one of us. It's a lot on the line, so we hope you folks choose wisely. Yeah. Thanks for joining us again. Um, just as a reminder, our format's changing starting today. 
Uh, and next month's episode will be in two weeks. So two Wednesdays from now. Uh, we will be returning with our fantasy draft for May. And what is May's theme, Devin? May the 4th. Yeah. So it's going to be space, space theme. Yep. Mm-hmm. Space stuff. Uh, so any sort of characters or actors that are seen in sci-fi type movies taking place in space and beyond. Uh, so we're excited to, to bring in some fun characters from that. Absolutely. Out of this world characters. Going to be doing the draft first. So yeah, yep. a sport and going to be doing the other characters. Yep. So join us in two weeks for that with our new format. Uh, as always, you can find me on Twitter at WSkimMilk or on my website, WSkimMilk.com for this as well as other podcasts. Devin? You can find me on Twitter at Devin J. Lang. You can also follow that link tree and then you can find me in some other places at Devin J. Fantasy. You can find me for NFL Fantasy Football Analysis and some other content. All right, we'll see you next time. See ya. Now, here are your hosts, Devin Lang and Wes Skim.